2: Here
1: we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow.
2: I am Sam Nifty Delaney. So what?
1: Okay, it's the Manchester Odyssey, and. um, Did I say it's the Manchester Odyssey at the beginning of the episode? Don't know. Fucking, I don't know. Uh, What does it matter? Yeah, you know what you're listening to. You've got writing on your screen that tells you what it is. Just look at that.
2: I mean, that's the thing. TV, radio, broadcasting generally, the conventions should have been deconstructed fucking years ago. That's why the YouTubers are winning. Because all this sort of hello and welcome to this is a fucking Mm. insult. Do you know what I mean? It's like, don't be a stupid cunt telly's been going around you're not like on the BBC in the 1940s you don't have to say good evening you are listening to the British Broadcasting Corporation I am a human male speaking into a microphone I'm wearing a dinner suit yeah you're just sort of like look you know what this fucking is and why you're here so just fucking listen up we're (laughs) going to talk about we're two fucking fat old cunts about to talk about a comic from the 80s (laughs) take (laughs) it or fucking leave it
0: Ah <laughs> uh,
1: so there we are. In my left hand right now I am holding the second of July no sorry, the twenty-third of July nineteen eighty three Um issue of Roy of the Rovers. Across the top it tells us that the sign please subject in this issue is none other than Brighton's Steve Foster. Now why did Steve Foster stand out as a footballer in the nineteen eighties, Sam?
2: Because he wore a headband.
1: He wore a headband. Indeed he did. Do you know why he wore a headband?
2: I uh, don't know. I Just liked it. Yeah, had I a sweaty bet. forehead.
1: It just, look, it was the kind of it was like when um, Jane Fonda's workout was big. Yeah, he was really was a into that, aerobics,
2: which was a new trend yeah. at the time. <laughs>
1: yeah. I think it was. What was it? it? I think it was described as there was. He had scar tissue on okay. his forehead from um, I know, skin grafts, maybe that he'd had from an injury so he had to wear the headband otherwise his head would just burst open every week Yeah, every time he headed
2: the ball can't be having that that would just be off putting love to everybody. see a player's head cut open though we've got this lad Craig Dawson at West Ham and he's like a right throwback sort of old school guts and glory defender yeah. and I don't think there's been a single game this season where he hasn't cut his head yeah, <laughs> excellent it- to the extent that I'm starting to get suspicious that it's like mm. he fakes it, like he's got some sort of like prosthetic, like you know you can have like a uh, what do they call them when they wear, wear them on film sets? When you'll be, is it a squib?
0: Squibs yeah. aren't
2: they? So like in in the Godfather when James Cag gets shot to fuck at the mm. toll booth, he wore like a record number of squibs, didn't he? Like Coppola made him yeah. wear like a thousand squibs, so he just exploded yeah. in blood. I, I'm i starting to think Craig Dawson wears a head squib yeah. underneath some prosthetic skin. So he's yeah. guaranteed a head cut every game because it just makes the fans love him more.
1: So he's kind of no-nonsense. Is he capable of playing out from the back?
2: Well, he's um, learned he because, that? because David Moyes is a footballing genius. When we took him from Watford, he was known as the relegator because... he. <laughs> he'd got I think he'd been relegated with Hull, West Brom and Watford and the Watford fans were only too happy for us to buy him it was one of those situations where we'd attempted to buy a number of much more famous and expensive centre-backs and failed so in the end at last minute we took him initially on loan
1: yeah,
2: and then eventually paid like two million quid for him or something and he's turned into like I would say probably the best English centre-back in the Premier League and should play for England. But there he's a go. veteran. And at first he was just head it out, cut your head, boot it, fucking tackle someone, keep yeah. it simple. Yeah. But now David Moyes has also enabled him to play a bit like Paolo Maldini with the ball at his feet, faint one hell. way, send the attacker the other way and then ping a fucking 30-yarder into the path of Mikel Antonio. It's incredible. Miraculous stuff. Mm.
1: Good. So, um, of course there was that... The um, blood capsule thing in rugby a few years ago, wasn't it? Which was ah, similar, where I one know. of the players had a blood a bl- one in his mouth, I think, and he bit into it, and then looked like his mouth was bleeding.
2: I don't know and why, then what he did he there, do? He? I don't mouth know. bleed,
1: mouth bleed.
2: Yeah. Stop the game. Know. Stop the game. I could have AIDS.
1: I don't know what the the end product was meant to be to get another player sent off or something. I don't know. I thought, it was yeah, a I mean,
2: rugby. but you don't. They you had to get them, even in fucking football, where the rules are, you know, increasingly strict and absurd. You don't just get sent off for a player who was near you cutting them, bleeding from the mouth.
1: I don't think so, because that can easily happen, can't it? It's just an accident.
2: Who knows? Who knows what goes on in fucking rugby? No one understands the rules. Most of the fucking mouth injuries in rugby are for them sucking each other off in the changing rooms at half-time.
1: Pretty much, yeah. We're not going to be history boxing that in a hurry.
2: Yeah.
1: Anyway, Melchester... Odyssey. Um, so Brighton Steve Foster is the sign, please, in the middle. I'll show you if you want to have a look. There you go. In the Brighton yellow away kit of the time.
2: Big lad, weren't he? Not a big natural lad. looking athlete. Yeah.
1: yeah, curly hair. Big bastard.
2: He got a couple of England caps though, mate, didn't he? He did. Whilst playing for Brighton. Mm. Ah. No. Did he move to Luton Town? Mm. I feel like he Not played sure. for Luton Town.
1: Not sure. I can I can look it up. I don't <laughs> see where it's headed.
2: Well, no, I tell the, you where the, it is headed is that, like, sometimes, I'm not really a big fan of Luton Town, but the Luton Town team of the mid to late 80s was a very memorable side, wasn't it?
1: Well, he was in that side. He, he moved yeah. to Luton in. Weirdly, he was at Brighton, 79 to 84, moved to Aston Villa in 1984, played 15 times, and then... Moved to Luton the same They year. moved
2: him on swiftly But yeah. Luton were like the, the team of that era They had a yeah. plastic pitch uh, They had Le- Madles Sealy in goal They had yep. Foster and I think Mal Donaghy at the back David Pleat at the helm David Pleat at the helm They had a great little winger called uh, Kingsley Black
1: mm-hmm.
2: Brian Steen and Mick Harford up front Fucking hell mate, what a team They were the future they were the, they were a futuristic team. Even their kit was quite futuristic, with like it was white but with orange and black bits on, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, and then now they're almost on the brink of the Premier League. They're hanging they? around in the playoff positions. Yeah, they could. Fucking quite, hell that'd quite be a throwback, wouldn't it? Getting the get up Yeah, but um, yeah Steve Foster moved there, and he was the captain when they won the League Cup in 1988.
2: Yeah, I remember um, that. They beat did they beat Arsenal, didn't they?
1: Um, can't remember uh,
2: they also thrashed West Ham in the semis it
1: wasn't Nottingham Forest was it oh was it I don't know, fuck it anyway onwards um, yeah so we've got the Melchester story the Roy the Rovers story and uh, it's on the front page and the back page and two pages in the middle so where are we it says it was a benefit match for Vernon Elliott the former Melchester favourite between the Rovers and an international 11 led by Rovers former manager Roy Race on the pitch. It was thrills and high drama all the way, as you would expect. You rarely mm-hmm. get a goalless draw with Melchester. Mm-hmm. Uh, Melchester were losing 2 0. And in the first panel, it's uh, Roy who is playing for the international 11 in a green, um, almost Hibs type kit green shirt with white sleeves white shorts and he is dancing through the Melchester defence they're all having a nice sit down Uh, is that Noel Baxter there? with the ginger hair and Vernon Elliot himself have been bamboozled let's say um, by by Racy one of the crowds shouts uh, Racy's walked round half the defence he must score this time (laughs) but um, Roy hit it (laughs) which is a variation on Hitted Martin Um, Charlie Carter's coming out and Roy looks worried we see it from behind Charlie Carter and he's storming out and there's been some bad blood obviously between Charlie Carter and Roy Uh, it'll probably be explained on the inside pages but Roy is it looks like he's shitting himself because Charlie Carter's storming towards him here yeah, he
2: does. It's not like Reuter looks scared, but mm. it's like Charlie Carter knows his weakness.
1: It's a chink in his armour, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, very rare.
2: He's got and- special powers because of his Native American heritage. He'll put a fucking <laughs> spell on me. He's done it before.
1: He's got one of them dream catchers hanging up in his car off the fucking rearview mirror. I don't know what it does, but he swears by it.
2: But it's some kind of hex he's got over me. I find myself doing peculiar things in his presence against my own will. <laughs>
1: uh, Charlie Cotter comes out and s- smothers the ball. Um, slams into Roy at the same time. Roy goes diving over the top of him. Ark! Says mm-hmm. Roy. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven ears and a CH. Ark! Uh The cat smothered the ball. Great save. But why the heck did Roy hesitate? Um, Of course, when they say heck, of course they mean fuck. Yeah. Why the fuck did Roy hesitate? The fucking hecking bastard. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Roy's poor he's on the ground, holding his head. And he's thinking, they're right, I did hesitate. But why? The goal was at my mercy. (laughs) That's the fucking dream catcher, isn't it? He's activated the Dreamcatcher.
2: Uh, he's, su- he's summoned his rain gods. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: uh, and anyway, he thinks, but who cares? So long as the Melchester fans are enjoying themselves cheering me instead of jeering me. That's right. It is all about me once again. <laughs> and they're all shouting, come on, Racy, come on, Racy. God, they fucking hated him half an hour ago. Um, and he thinks and the atmosphere it's as if I've never been away God just fucking go back
2: you're just weird walk eh? out
1: on Walford just do it do it it's inevitable um, Jimmy Slade's got the ball Roy's running towards him and I think that's no backs Baxter shouts man on Jimmy Slade watch it uh, Roy comes in with a brilliant tackle from yeah. the
2: side it's the um, sort of tackle that today you'd get booked for
1: instant booking yeah
2: even though he really cleanly gets the ball yeah just like if you go to ground booking
1: ridiculous game's gone yeah and um, Jimmy Jimmy Slurge shouts ow what a tackle Roy can hand it out as well as take it <laughs> uh, I don't
2: quite girl. like the way in which you phrase that but um, <laughs> what do you mean is that a euphemism fair enough
1: Are you trying to allude to something in my personal life?
2: I'll let it pass. As I say, (laughs) some of the things I've done in the presence of Charlie Carter in the past have been as a result of um, his spells, trickery, hexes. (laughs) Call them what you will.
1: (laughs) Uh, So the ball goes out into the crowd. And it says, as the ball was returned from the crowd, it gets thrown onto the pitch. Jeff Giles says, take the throw, Roy. Quick one. And um, Roy says, OK, Jeff. And he goes to pick up the ball. Sure enough, he says, Wait a minute, someone scrawled something on the ball with a marker pen. Someone has got a message to Roy via the medium of a football. And uh, we get a close-up of the ball itself in the next frame and it just says, Come back, Roy. All is forgiven. What the fuck? <laughs> Who has took a marker pen into the ground and on a the football. off chance that the ball might end up in his hand and he can write a message on it, which he can then throw directly to Roy?
2: Also, what? I mean, fucking, these footballs are expensive. <laughs> because yeah. what I'm thinking is someone might have brought in their own football to the game. I'd bring in a football right, yeah. and a marker pen.
1: A pre-scrolled ball.
2: Yeah, pre scroll ball ready to check at him.
1: What well, you got that bag, mate? It's a pre scroll ball. Yeah, all right, no problem. What's
2: that for? Throw out Roy Rice, got a message for him. Is it offensive or threatening? No, it just says come back. Roy Rice, all is forgiven. Let me Ooh. have a look. Yeah, all right, go on. In you go. <laughs> <laughs> In you go. In you go. Good luck.
1: <laughs> uh, Tony, pre scroll <laughs> ball coming through. It's all right, I've, <laughs> I've checked it.
2: I oh, it. It's fine. It just says "Come back, Roy. All is forgiven." Yeah, absolutely fine. It's not in breach of any of our scrolling codes.
1: <laughs> I he's, he's written on it. He's a speed writer. Whoever he is. <laughs> oh.
2: Quick, pass me that ball. Wow, where's my magic marker? Hmm. What should I write? Something like "Come back, Roy. All is forgiven." Exclamation mark. Throw. <laughs> Keith, hold
1: the lid. While I have drawn the ball,
2: <laughs> if I lose the lid, the nib will dry out, <laughs> and Mother shall be furious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, just, no, God. but in all seriousness, mate, I fucking hate it when the felt tip nibs dry out. No, it's like it. it's like my worst thing. Yeah. And then you know you lick the nib to try and bring it, revive it somewhat. Tastes horrible. It, it tastes it, uh, horrible. Um, how obsessed were you when you were a kid with the threat of ink poisoning? I heard about it a lot. I don't yeah, know about yeah. you. Yeah, it was a big thing. Yeah, it was a big thing.
1: Yeah. And ink when you poison, did actually... everyone was
2: on about it. It was almost like it was before AIDS came out, it was like the big sort of health scare in society, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, because uh, if you did lick the nib, you'd only lick it just enough to try and yeah, get the color. Yeah, because you think if it, I lick it for more think, than a split die. second,
2: I'll die. Right. And then if you were if you are the sort of lunatic who was going around writing shit on your hand and your arm well mm. you might as well just fucking go and stick your head in the oven mate because it's a death sentence
1: that's it the ink would, would sink through your skin into your it, blood. poison your blood mm. yeah
2: that's how it <clears> worked
1: <throat> so, so they put a lot of lead in of ink
2: in those days didn't they oh, that it was, was full it of lead. everything was full yeah. of lead petrol right. ink they, enha- they enhanced everything with a nice bit of lead <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's how, it, that's how it would stick it wouldn't tick yeah. otherwise you know yeah. you couldn't have a fucking felt tip it didn't have lead in it or it,
2: pencil in Russia in Russia the kiddies all fucking right with leadless ink and it just fucking disappears on the page ten seconds after they've written it because in Russia they, they're fucking health and safety mad number one and number two they can't <laughs> afford the lead think yourself lucky you're living in a free country where you've got leaded ink just do yourself a favour and don't fucking lick too much of it or you'll be dead <laughs>
1: Where do we get lead from? Is it from mines? Quarries. Yeah, lead
2: mines. Lead mines. To be fair, they've probably got loads of it in Russia, but with communism failing, they probably ended up flogging a load of it to the west just to try and prop themselves up. Jalapeño. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care.
1: Where is my nearest lead mine? Lead mine.
2: My guess is Sheffield, but we'll see.
1: Ah, uh, there's a, a lead mining museum in Bishop Auckland near Durham. Oh, but
2: that's, that's a museum.
1: Near. That doesn't seem to be fully functioning. Um, I mean, the
2: northeast is the sort of place that I'd look first, to be yeah. honest.
1: Yeah. Doesn't seem to be going on so much anymore. Seems to be a thing of the past now. So, I guess we're not using lead.
2: or we don't use it as much it's all technical now isn't it they've got all chemicals Mm. and stuff to replace it it's probably worse Mm.
1: you know where you are with lead
2: Hmm. you know where you are with lead lead. this is (laughs) is an advertisement by the British Lead Association (laughs) come on mums Give your kids lead for breakfast. It's tasty and nutritious. It certainly puts lead in this young chap's pencil. Sprinkle some lead
1: over your cornflakes.
2: And when hubby's back from a hard day at the office, put some lead in his pipe and let him smoke it.
1: (laughs) And a small amount of liquid lead into his whiskey once he arrives home from work. Or Mm.
2: beer if he works down the mine. If he's common. Why not put lead in his beer?
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, lead—the gift that keeps on giving.
2: Yeah, can't beat. A we'll bit of probably
1: lead. do a history box on lead one day. I reckon.
2: Or a t-shirt that just says "You know where you are with lead."
1: <laughs> <laughs> Every episode of new t-shirt opportunity, zero yeah. sales.
2: No, we sold a few Hit It Martin t-shirts. Have we? And uh, just in case you didn't see that on socials, listeners, uh, the Hit It Martin has taken off to such a huge degree as a result of the Melchester Odyssey, especially since Roy moved to Walford Mm. and they have a Martin playing in the team. We do have a range of t-shirts and other ephemera available on Mm. our Red Bubble site, which is easily found with a quick Google or via our website or our socials. With Hit It Martin on, and we uh, we have actually sold three or four t-shirts, so I think well, that um, counts as a massive success.
1: When you see other ephemera, would that include a beach towel?
2: Uh, I'm not sure about beach towel. Red Bubble, the, the Latvians did. We did make some beach towels available when we were still with the Latvians. Red Bubble do a wider range of strange things, um, and you can basically the way it works is you could upload one design. And mm. it will. They will just show you that Lots design on like about a hundred fucking mad objects. But sometimes well, like, the object seems so obscene that I actually say no thanks. Mm. I don't want to make that available to our listeners. Really? Okay. I don't want a clock that says you fucking do it on. But maybe I do. I don't know.
1: Oh, I would say, why would you not do that? Get in touch and you're and let us know. You're in charge of the red bubble side of things, but hmm, clocks, eh? Canal.
2: Right. Oh, yeah, there's clocks available. Fuck me. Right, where world are we at? OK, uh, so he's put the ball down, he yeah. he's picked the ball down and it's got a message on it. Yeah, he probably come doesn't back, like Roy that.
1: Was and it says, even some of the Melchester fans had got the mistaken impression from a television interview that Roy had no regrets about leaving Melchester to become player manager of Walford Rovers. This is dragged on and on. He's not taken any opportunity to put the record straight or anything, has he? He tried no. to just smash up the photographer's cameras instead. Um, and he says, uh, he thinks, but now, I think, they're beginning to realise that I'm glad to be back. Uh, And he takes a throw in and he bounces it straight off Noel Baxter's chest. <laughs> and Noel Baxter goes, hey! Hey, you can't do that!
2: <laughs> I think you'll find I fucking can. <laughs>
1: yeah. He's basically playing a one-two off Noel Baxter. Uh, You can't do um, okay. that! Ball to chest! Ball to chest! <laughs> and gentlemanly conduct.
2: <laughs> Ouch! Oh
1: he knows I've got a weak match. chest. A charity match, shop, uh And a crowd member shouts, Oh, magic! Roy's bounced to throw it off Noel Baxter. And look at that cross. He does, he sends in a fucking brilliant arcing cross with his left foot fucking into the box. Be-
2: Beckham esque, that, innit? Oh,
1: yeah. Lovely bit of drawing that. Um, There's two Melchester defenders there and it evades them both because the international squad number 10, I don't know who it is, uh, diving header, it's there, 3-0. Another one of them says, Roy set up every goal.
2: (laughs) Yes, well spotted.
1: Yeah, he did. (laughs) Looking hell, good luck with your relegation battle, Melchester. Um... (laughs) As the final whistle blew, Duncan Mackay growled in grudging admiration. Mm. <laughs> and Mackay, oh, you could do it if you want to
2: do it. Cause what a man. Roy knew what kind of reception was waiting for him. Yet, he still found the courage to come here. <laughs> uh, and then Vic goes, and turn on a performance like that. I reckon our peace I reckon our I reckon it's time we made our peace with him, Dunk. Aye no matter <laughs> what happens <laughs> Fuck
1: These bunch of fucking babies. Yeah. Uh He said something about us on the TV Which uh-huh. yes, I did not take kindly to. Which disgruntled us Somewhat Erased him from my Christmas card list! <laughs> the rover super brat Vic Guthrie was the first to reach Roy and he says uh, Roy I he just looks like an old lesbian doesn't he Vic Guthrie he does
2: yeah
1: god um, and uh, Roy says forget it Vic just don't believe everything you see on telly in the
2: future mate do you remember Ali's wife Sue in um EastEnders Ali and Sue yeah he looks yeah. like her
1: and well, she was the barmaid in yesterday's Hero as well, wasn't she?
2: Yeah, that's right. Very yeah. similar.
1: Yeah. Yeah, she, he, he does. He does. Very, very similar. Uh, don't believe everything you say on the telly in the future. What? Even Blake 7? That's not real. <laughs> Fuck off. I'm <laughs> telling you. They've made it up. They do it at the studio.
0: Dick uh, Turpin yeah. as well. They that's can't
1: not real. get
2: cameras in space. Believe me, I've tried. We were going to... Me and uh, Blackie got involved in a um, uh, a group of lads who were friends of his cousins, we were going to make the first porno up in space. We had a couple of lasses who were bang bang up for it. We'd even made contact with Buzz Aldrin to see if he'd play the male lead. But it turns out, gravity plays havoc with the filming process, so we had to abandon it. (laughs) In the the end, we shot it in a mate's farm instead. The best
1: way to do was to finger each other up on top of a massive ladder. Uh, (laughs) It wasn't really out of space, it was just high up in the sky.
2: Close, you know. closest, as close to space as we can manage to get without compromising our production values.
1: biggest can't be chosen. The investors were happy, that was the main thing.
2: <laughs> we made back, we made back, and I suppose that's, <laughs> that's... the main thing.
1: <laughs> so then, what the fuck, two young fans uh, come running up from the tunnel they've got their hats and their scarves they're proper Melchester fans and they are carrying what looks like a huge scroll which has been wrapped around um, a length of wood like a pole and they're unfurling it as they go the fans are all shouting Roy race, Roy race, Roy race as if the cunt hadn't just walked out on them six weeks earlier pathetic pathetic uh, and one of them shouts, "Hey, what are those two kids carrying out of the tunnel?" Another one says, "It's a petition, Roy." Oh my Fucking God, the petition!
2: Oh, these are like God. a right couple of cunts. These kids as the st- well
1: and it snakes all the way around the pitch,
2: absolutely the circle
1: into the other half of the pitch. And I think it's Noel Baxter who says, "Signed by almost every kid in Melchester." You know. That might be Jimmy Slater there as well. They've never lost faith in you, Roy, despite what their dads thought. <laughs> 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 Fucking dads.
2: The dads all hate you.
1: <laughs> but the kids still love you. And Roy is on his knees ex- examining this petition, which is snaked out right across the pitch. And there must be a million signatures on it. Um, some of them have drawn a football. One says, come home, racing. Another one says, come back, Roy. Uh, we love you Racy, we want Roy's return someone has drawn a picture of Roy, someone's drawn a picture of what looks like the moon with a sad face in the bottom left hand corner of the petition Roy is going, fuck me what is this
2: Jesus Christ this is is creepy now
1: I know that I've said in the past that I could quite easily start a cult up no problem, (laughs) but it looks like I already have
2: Jesus! I wanted me, it to be Max. on my own terms. This one's just fucking spooking me.
1: <laughs> it's a self-generating cult.
2: Is that what <laughs> I wanted? Um, it was something I was keeping in my back pocket for event the football and all the other business interests went tits up for some reason. I thought, well, <laughs> worst comes to worse I can always start a cult.
1: Start a cult, but it needs to be activated by me
2: on my say so. Yeah, not like this. This is this is weird. I've registered the name for it already with Company's House so everything's (laughs) ready to go
1: Roy's cult (laughs) (laughs) and er it says I don't know who it is it might be Jimmy Sleeve it's their way of saying they want you to come back to them oh man and then Jimmy says so do we Roy Harvey Rawson wouldn't stand in your way you know that who's the cunt with the moustache again who's he
2: I don't know, he he looks a bit like Paco Diaz, but it's not Paco Diaz, but they've made him look too similar. He's got the same hairstyle and moustache.
1: He looks like a council official. But uh, anyway, he says, uh, try and patch things up with Sam Barlow. Noel Baxter says, he must be regretting everything that's happened. And This is a fucking beautiful moment. Roy glanced up at the grim-faced Melchester chairman. In the background, it looks like we're in the middle of a volcano. Yeah. Um... It's another one of those weird red and orange backgrounds
2: yeah but, well um, I think there's a lot like a nuclear holocaust was on our minds a lot in this era yeah it
1: kind and of I think you the of, kids for it wasn't it
2: yeah it sort of gives them that post apocalyptic feel yeah. with like all the radiation like get, get filling the skies ready, this
1: is this is what's coming yeah,
2: yeah. Uh and Roy it won't knock won't- me down I'm like a fucking cockroach when the Russians <laughs> drop the fucking bomb don't worry about that I'll be the last <laughs> punk standing
1: I'll rebuild
2: oh, the human race from scratch if I have to.
1: <laughs> that's when the cult kicks in. <laughs> Humanity 2.0, I'm calling it. <laughs> so, Roy's if it comes up, to it,
2: I'll have to fuck a cockroach just to get things started again. <laughs> get things going. It'll be the um, only thing around for it to be fucked. It'll be like man. fucking last orders in the fucking nightclub. <laughs> All that's left is a cockroach. Stick your cock in that and take it from there. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's going to be boring at first. It's going to be me and my new cockroach wife trying to raise our little cockroach kids. Nothing in common, nothing to say to each other. Cockroaches yeah. can't even fucking speak. It's going to be hard, well, but I'll do that it might for be humanity. a blessing.
2: At least it won't nag, unlike a human wife.
1: And then, of course, I'm going to have to start fucking me cockroach children as well and procreating with them.
2: Which well, won't be pretty, and- but needs washed. <laughs>
1: just to try and bring some humanity back into the, uh, the blood as stock as I
2: understand it the way evolution works is eventually they'll morph into fish then birds then monkeys and then we'll have the humans back up and running before you know it
1: <laughs> I'll give it 18 months
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> cockroach pregnancy the term is about it's about 8, eight hours I think very so, short
2: gestation uh... <laughs> period that's the beauty of it <laughs> I've read off on all this at Melchester Library excuse me have you got anything on the gestation cycle of a cockroach? No, it's just uh no, it's just a project I'm researching. Let's let's put it that way. I also <laughs>
1: need some information on human cockroach crossbreeding and also on cockroach incest.
2: And lastly, on um whether or not you can drink water from a stream that has radiation in it. <laughs> So if you can get collect all the books pertaining to those matters, I shall be on my way. But What's quick that? as you like, because what? I've just seen on the news that Brezhnev's feeling a little bit fucking scrappy <laughs> with the old nukes. So the sooner I get this in order, the better.
1: What's that? They're all of the microfiche? Oh, fucking hell. Okay.
2: This will take all day. you got the problem can, with the microfiches. You've got one dial that goes up and down, <laughs> and another one that goes left and right.
1: I can never uh, get, get it to right on the bit I want.
2: Like doing an extra sketch, I'm all over the fucking place. Sometimes the microphone ends up getting snarled off in the mechanism,
1: and then I zoom in and I zoom in on a different bit of what I want. Cause I can't get it go level. Right, oh my God. Um, so he's looking up at Sam Barlow and he thinks, does he regret it? Is there really any point in trying to patch things up with him? Barlow's looking fucking just cross with his cube head. Look at it. Um, at that moment there's a pitching inversion. wahoo shout the fans and a copper says it's no good we can't hold them back any longer there's two of them trying to hold <laughs> them back and hundreds of fans stream onto the pitch shouting we want Roy we want Roy
2: fuck me uh, uh,
1: <laughs> look, look at his face as a cover towards him. oh god it's an assassination attempt shit
2: <laughs> he, it's uh, happening it's <laughs>
1: happening <laughs> it begins I've got a cockroach in the pocket of my shorts now
2: right, time to fuck it now hopefully I can do it inside the shorts without anyone noticing I'll just wave to the fans little they know that I'm secretly fornicating with a cockroach while I do so
1: rebuilding humankind against too late
2: for you cunts half man half cockroach is on his way do your worst (laughs)
1: they're shouting as they run towards him let's show Sam Barlow that he belongs to our rovers oh god I mean I suppose it's going to get this out of the way and get it fucking sorted out and he will come back we know that Um, that's the end of it and it says next week Roy comes face to face with Sam Barlow Um, Mark's out of ten I'm
2: going to give that a high one I think that's a nine
1: yeah yeah a lot a lot of annoying stuff but a lot went on in there as well the ball the petition the speed writer um, the hell skip and of course the cockroach incest Um yeah we'll find out what happens next time basically so just Simple tune in that that's
2: the way it works
1: yeah. bye
2: till next time see ya bye